Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Thursday, July 21st, 2022. And our top story today, we're talking about Medicare Part D and how to lower your prescription drug costs. Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Dr. Hussein Lalani is a primary care physician with Brigham and Women's Hospital and also a fellow at Harvard Medical School. Dr. Lalani, so great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. And we're going to talk about Medicare and in particular, a report that you, an analysis that you and the team did um, on Medicare Part D pricing. Uh, Before we get into the pricing and some of the results of the study, I guess I have to ask you for my benefit and for the audience's benefit, when we're talking Medicare Part D, what exactly is Medicare Part D? Absolutely. So Medicare is a health insurance program for seniors, as you know, and it's split up into four major parts, uh, Part A, Part B, uh, Part C, which is optional, and Part D, which is technically optional as well. Part D is the prescription drug benefit program that is Um, often delivered for medicines outside the hospital. So things that you pick up at the pharmacy. And you have to have a Part D plan in order to be able to uh, have your medications covered. Uh, But as we'll talk about, there are a lot of current problems with the Part D plan in the way that it's structured, which can make medicines incredibly expensive for our seniors. Yeah, and let's talk about that. So we've done shows on this program around aging. We're all aging every moment of every day. And as we age, we face chronic health conditions, many of which need prescription drugs. How You talk about the effectiveness of, of, of uh, Medicare Part D, but how expensive are some of these drugs? And um, we'll get into what we can do better, but what is the effective cost of some of these drugs? Is it very high, not high? What is it? Yeah, some of the prescription drugs, particularly the brand name medicines, can be incredibly expensive. There are some cancer therapies um, and some rheumatologic medicines that can cost patients with Medicare upwards of $10,000 out of pocket per year. And and about we know that about one million uh, patients with Medicare do spend more than $2,000 out of pocket every year as well. And that the average is, is, is a little bit lower, uh, around $500 a month, uh, but it, it really depends on your health, your health conditions, and the specific medici- medicines that you're prescribed, as, as well as the, the structure of the, the prescription drug plan that you have. Yeah. Uh, but as you, got, as you know, you know, medicines don't work if you can't afford them. And I think it's incredibly important for us to have affordable and accessible medicines all people, especially our seniors as they age, uh, because those medicines can help, but only if you can afford them and take them. And I was going to ask you, and I meant to ask you this at the beginning, but access. Uh, we're talking about uh, regardless of your income, regardless of how much money you have, it's important 
Uh, look, if you've got a knee condition, you could have a knee condition if you've got a lot of money or you don't have a lot of money and you might need something to take care of that inflammation. Access is probably, uh, listening to what you say, is very important and a lot of that is based on cost. Yes, you know, having health insurance is critical, uh, but having a health insurance plan that uh, requires you to pay a lot out of pocket or so what we call those high deductible health plans uh, in particular and plans that where people are, you know, uninsured or underinsured, I'm sorry, that you may hear people talk about those plans, you know, you may have health insurance, but it makes it much more expensive for you to actually get the care. And we know that just from, from economics and from research that when patients are forced to have to pay pay out of pocket for healthcare, they are less likely to use it. And they're much less likely to use it, uh, much more less likely to use it, especially if they are lower income. Um, and we know that that translates to picking up your medicines. Um, in fact, about a third of people have trouble taking their medicines every single day because of high drug prices uh, and costs. And that leads them to you know, have their medicines, uh, ration their medicines, skip their medicines, or just you know, not even pick them up because they just can't afford it. They're forced to make these really tough decisions uh, about paying for paying for housing and paying for their prescription drugs. Sometimes yeah. uh, those can be life-saving, but it's it's so hard and it shouldn't be this difficult. Uh, really feel for all the seniors and all my patients that struggle to afford their medicines. Yeah, and, and as you said, I mean, many people facing inflation, high food prices, gasoline prices, real estate, rents are going up. Uh, and many of these pe people, they, they, they're on a fixed budget. Um, they may work part-time, they may volunteer, they may do something. It's not like they're sitting at home just hanging out, um, but they're on a fixed budget. And I wanna ask you, this is kind of a softball question, I think that will lead us into the second segment, but I wanna get your, your answer as a starting point here. There must be better ways um, for people to access these uh, these drugs that they need, right? I mean, there, there has to be a better mechanism. Uh, I'm not saying that Medicare is not a successful program. I'm not here to judge the program, but clearly there are, there are parts of the operation that are a little gummed up in terms of allowing access. So there must be a better, better way to do things. I completely agree. We have to do better in this country when it comes to allowing patients to uh, afford and access their prescription drugs. And to be totally honest with you, Jeff, it really depends these days in our current system uh, on what type of insurance you have and what type of medicine you need. So for example, if you're uninsured, uh, which I know some people are, then accessing medicines can be really difficult, but there are some coupons that may be able to help you lower the price of prescription drugs, especially for generic medicines, but for all medicines. Um, and you can go to a website, uh, where you could type in the name of the medicine that you need, and you'll be able to see, find coupons for the lowest price medicine based on the pharmacies in your area. Uh, so that's one tool. And then another tool, if you need a generic medicine, uh, could be the new Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company, which is one that we investigated in our analysis. And they also are have a growing number of generic medicines that they sell directly to patients. Now, the difference is some medicines you pick up in person, at the local pharmacy, uh, the Mark Cuban company mails their medicines directly to you. They charge $5 for shipping. Um, and then there are also coupons and discounts directly from pharmaceutical companies. Uh, if you qualify, and it's a headache, there's paperwork you have to fill out. But for medicines that you really need that you can't afford, sometimes that's the only option that you have. 
Here's the kicker though. If you have Medicare, you do not qualify for many of the discounts from manufacturers, from the drug companies. And that's because of a federal law that prevents Medicare patients from being able to get a discount from those specific coupons. So it, it is much harder to get your medicines at a cheaper price um, if you have Medicare uh, and it's a brand name medicine. For generic yeah. medicines, you can still use GoodRx um, as an option or a local pharmacy. There are a variety of other options at you know, Walmarts and Sam's Clubs and Costco's for discounts, but it's a really messed up system. And the fact that we have to play all these games and try to find a way around uh, it to find lower priced medicines, it just goes to show the problems that we have. Yeah, it just feels like a, you know, it's a bolt-on system where, okay, let's add this piece and that piece and, and another piece. Dr. Lilani, I need to take a very quick break. We're gonna pick it up on the back end. When we come back, we'll talk about how to find better drug prices you're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We wanna make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and called Credit Repair for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. 
Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Dr. Hussein Lalani. He's a primary care physician at Brigham and Women's Hospital. He's also a fellow at Harvard Medical School. Dr. Lalani, thanks so much for sticking around with us this morning. Absolutely. Any time for you, Jeff. This is, this is really important. And, and I love talking about better ways to do thing and things. And you mentioned um, generic drugs. And I just want to go back. You know, I'm, I'm about, I need to understand the basics. I'm a little slow sometimes. And I think for the audience's benefit, let's talk about what the difference may be. I'm not talking about in every case, but what the differences may be between a generic drug and a brand name drug. How are they the same? How are they different? That's a great question, Jeff. You know, brand name medicines are medicines that are patent protected, that are relatively newer. And based on the current system, they are uh, the drugs that are marketed by a, a specific company. Um, and, and for example, you could, talk, you could think about Lipitor, which is a really common cholesterol medicine uh, that came out uh, decades ago. And for a while, it was a blockbuster drug that helped reduce the risk of heart attacks and strokes. And it was expensive when it was on patent um, by the company, uh, Pfizer. And so it, you know, over time though, based on our current drug pricing system, we then have generic medicines uh, that enter the market to lower prices uh, over, and make it easier for people to get access to those medicines. And so now there are many different generic atorvastatins, uh, which is the same medicine that is shown to be chemically equivalent to the Lipitor and uh, it, the same sort of level in your body. And those medicines are nearly identical. They should be, there should be no difference in the way that your body processes the medicine, in the way that it works in your body to lower your cholesterol. And the generic medicine, it's much cheaper. We know that since it became cheaper, more people are able to access it. And that's what I recommend to my patients. Um, now, there are certain medicines where patients report in the way that they believe their body processes the medicine. And those are some select drugs that that is more common to happen. One of the common ones that you may hear that with is a thyroid medicine called levothyroxine. Um, and and the, the brand name version is called Synthroid. But chemically they're equivalent and it's actually required by the Food and Drug Administration for any company that brings a generic drug to market to prove that its, met, its new generic medicine is equivalent to the brand name medicine and that, that is the same effect in the body. And that's what we call bioequivalence just for, uh, for those who are interested. So um, I, I would not be worried about a generic medicine uh, that you're getting as long as you're getting it from a reputable pharmacy. Um, there are very, very rare cases of there being low quality generic medicines. Uh, but just keep in mind that the vast majority of generic medicines are very safe, they're effective, and they work really well. To get access to a generic, is that something that by default, and I, you know, I don't, we can't paint with a broad brush, but by default, generally speaking, just knowing how insurance works, a doctor will prescribe that generic with all things being equal. They're gonna know the contraindications, right? They're gonna know some of the challenges that you could have. They're gonna know your own biochemical makeup and what your reactions could be. But but do they, do they generally, just knowing insurance, take the lead on prescribing them? Yeah, so you know, as a primary care doctor, when I'm thinking about prescribing a medicine for a patient in my clinic, you know, I look at the, the risks of, every, of the medicine and the benefits, and then I look at the patient 
um, is going to benefit from that. And assuming that the, the benefits are much greater than the risks, I'll, give, I'll provide some counseling to the patient about the medicine and what to expect just in case, because everyone's body is a little different when it comes to reactions. Um, and then I'll prescribe the medicine. And typically, if it's a generic medicine, if it's a medicine that's already generic, I'll prescribe it as, to go back to our old example, a torvastatin. And there are, based on the state that you live in, laws that allow pharmacists to substitute uh, a generic medicine for a brand name medicine when it exists. Different for other drugs uh, that are what we call biologic drugs, drugs that are injectable drugs like insulin um, or drugs like Humira um, and, that are injectable medicines. And the substitution there is a little bit different, but each state um, allow, has different laws around whether the pharmacist can automatically substitute for a generic medicine. Most doctors will write uh, for the option to substitute freely. And unless there's a specific reason why you do not want uh, the drug to be substituted for a generic drug, then you can note you can make uh, denote that on the prescription itself, and it'll say uh, dispense as written, do not substitute. Uh, but generally speaking, like I said, very safe to take a generic medicine, um, especially if your doctor prescribes it to a local pharmacy. You talked about in the first segment GoodRx, which offers it's a coupon type program. Uh, there are you mentioned the Mark Cuban delivery service. Um, do we need to be better consumers? Uh, do, do people who are aging, you know, I'm 50 years old, uh, do I need to be a better shopper and be better aware of these things, have these types of discussions with my doctor so that when I age and I start to need greater drugs that I'm aware of some of these services that exist? Because it seems like there's a lot of people like Mark Cuban, yourself, trying to do a lot of research and trying to provide better alternatives for delivery. Uh, but sometimes awareness can be a challenge. So is it about education, either from your PCP, your primary care physician, or doing it on your own? Absolutely. I do think that education for your health broadly, and that includes, you know, learning about healthy diets, exercise, and it also includes about learning about your prescription drug plans, your health insurance, you know, Jeff, it's so complicated to understand the nuances of health insurance and prescription drugs, but your life depends on it. Yeah. And so really understanding those differences makes a big deal, especially if you think about every year we have the opportunity to pick a new insurance plan. And that can make a huge difference. The, the type of plan that you pick, sometimes it may be a quick decision. You don't very thoroughly. It can make a huge difference on how much you are asked to pay if you were to have an emergency or an unforeseen accident, um, or even if you just have a lot of chronic medical problems like diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease. And so I do think it's important to ask questions both as patients and as family members of patients who are in loved ones about, you know, what are my options? This, you know, and, and be very open with your clinicians, your medical providers about how cost affects your ability to get a medicine. You know, as doctors, um, as nurses and you know, and nurse practitioners, we all want to provide the best possible care we can for our patients. And when we know that cost is what is uh, making it difficult for them to pick up their medicines, we can help provide resources and education and have members on our team, our pharmacists, our pharmacy technicians and others, help you to access your medicines uh, at a lower cost when possible. And, but I do recommend you to, you know, do your own sort of 
in learning um, about this by visiting websites like GoodRx and just seeing like, is, is the medicines I get every month, are they cheaper if I was to get a coupon uh, from GoodRx or are they cheaper on the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drugs Company website? But just keep in mind one thing, when you buy something that's direct to consumer, meaning you buy something directly from the pharmacy, um, whether it's online or in person, you pay for that out of pocket. And if you're paying for that out of pocket, that means that and you're, not, and you're not using your insurance, which is what happens when you purchase something from GoodRx, a pharmacy via GoodRx, or through the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drugs Company, those costs that you pay do not count towards your out-of-pocket deductible or your annual maximum, which are two parts of your health insurance plan. And that's important because even if it's cheaper a little bit to pay out-of-pocket, um, you sometimes you want that to count towards your, your annual total so that after a while, you can get your medicines at a much, much lower cost. So yeah. I'll just say briefly, you know, we did find in our analysis that Medicare Part D plans could have over $3 billion in 2020 if they had bought drugs, uh, a, a small set of 77 generic drugs at the prices sold by the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drugs Company. But in our analysis, we did not have the ability to look at how does that affect what patients pay at the pharmacy themselves. It was more about how much, what do taxpayers and what does the insurance of Medicare, the Medicare insurance plan pay uh, to um, you know the pharmacies and the drug companies. So um, just just something to keep in mind. But definitely educate, and you should ask questions about that. Yeah, it, you know it's funny how everything really comes down to communication and education. It, it really is, Dr. Lalani. Great talking with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Great analysis. Great breakdown. We look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks a bunch, Chef. Have a great morning. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, visit our website and, of course, our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. 
The tax doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.